Hi, this is David from Wedding Business Growth. Wedding Business Growth is committed to helping you succeed in the wedding and events industry and grow your business in a sustainable way. Thank you for tuning into Wedding Business Growth Podcast. And now stay tuned for part two of this episode. I think that's it's awesome. pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I think I think that the the business brain always immediately tells you to go for the go for the ask, you know, yeah. how can I get on your vendor list? How can, you know, all the different questions you were talking about, the answers to all of those when in all reality we just have to take time to, to be a little bit more personal. And, and you know, there's going to be somebody out there listening or somebody out there that's going to disagree and say, Hey, I'm all about business. I'm all about business. And that's okay. I just, I just don't know that there's really sustainability in that because let's be honest, like we work in the relationship industry, yeah. right? like our, our whole industry is based on relationships. Yeah. I yeah. would say that almost every business if yeah, is built on relationships Yeah, with mm-hmm. regardless of the industry. I think business is, is relationships with people and if you can if you can master that and and create actual intimate meaningful relationships with people you'll you'll be you'll be doing well for sure yeah, yeah without I'm, a and doubt. the key is they just need to remember you you don't yeah. need to know how much my wedding planning packages cost you don't need to know how many weddings i do a year all you need to know is my name and then you're going to always remember me as the girl from austin or you know whatever Whatever I'm remembering you by, that I'll always remember that you guys love baseball. Well, two of you out of the three love baseball. (laughs) Like those things, you know, I remember David always when his name pops up on Clubhouse, I always think of his Instagram posts and how he's got all these cool graphics going on. I mean, he's building a story even through social media. And David, we've never even talked face to face, but I was totally comfortable doing this because I feel like you've built that story with your voice on Clubhouse and Instagram. and, And I really don't even know you know, what you do in terms of being a DJ, it just matters that I know who you are. Yeah. Um, and that's no, thank you. hugely powerful. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Um, we do have a question. I think this is from Kevin uh, say, saying, um, how do you get other vendors to realize it's okay to have relationships with more than one DJ or cake person or florist, et cetera? Yeah, I think a lot of people do struggle with this. This is a great question. So curious if you're, you have any thoughts on that. Yeah. So, I mean, how many times do we hear rising tide lifts all boats, right? But the reality is, and I hate to keep going back to the good vibes and the energy you put out, but there, I mean, in my world, there's barely a thing such as competition with other wedding planners. Like people, again, are buying us for us and our personality and what we bring. And nobody can do what I do. They can offer the same package, but they can't bring what I bring. And when you explain it to people that way, you know, there's somebody for everybody in the world. And in terms of love, it's the same thing in the wedding industry. You know, there's a perfect match vendor for everybody. And it's important that, you know, if I'm not the right match to me, it's important that somebody I know and love in this industry is going to get the contract instead of me. And so it's important that I have all those people. And that kind of ties into the networking piece as well. You know, one really helpful thing you can do when you're not going to these mixers is feature other vendors. There's no harm in featuring other vendors and lifting them up with positive Instagram posts, resharing their posts, writing a blog post about your top 10 favorite DJs, favorite venues. Um, That was when I moved here. One of the first things I did was toured like six venues right off the bat. And then I went home and I took my cell phone pictures, wrote a blog post and said, if you're getting married here, these are your top venues. Nice. Some good advice. I love it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just kind of like working through what you just said. um, I think it's really like, again, 
I know we talk about the energy a lot and stuff like that, but um, it's really important. Like I, I didn't realize how important it was until I really like got connected with with the local you know folks in our industry. And it's like it is a, it it's such a community and it's such a family of people and. Like, I, I just don't, I think the wedding industry is really unique. Like competitors aren't really competitors. Like, mm -hmm. like we all like, I, on the, I know on the video side of things, like we all help each other. Like, like we're all like, Hey, can, can you second shoot or can you do this? Or, Hey, can, can I help with that? And dude, we're all willing to help each other. And yep. it's really, really fantastic. So I, I, I really think that, um, like just your energy that you put out mm -hmm. is so important and, and not to get like, it's easy to be like, Oh, like I'm not being taken care of or whatever, like this and that. But to understand that we are all we all are a community of people who are doing something, you know, like we talked about earlier, who love what we're doing. I think yeah. that's I think that's it for sure. That's something we should all strive for is, yeah. is that yeah. level yeah. of uh, of commitment to not only your own business, but the industry and the people that yeah. are, are your colleagues in the industry. And, right. and you know, um, we should all strive to have that. I mean. Frank will probably agree with me that that the DJ world struggles with that maybe more than anybody does, um, and and it's it's something I believe in. It's something I I, I yeah. try to um, you know I try to be good at myself. But uh, you know, all full transparency, I haven't always been. Sometimes mm -hmm. in the past, um, as equally willing to be as active in that, and probably more so because of what we talked about earlier is when people are doing things underhanded and when people are doing things with ill intentions, yeah. it forces you to, you know, it, it, it's kind of forces you to put a guard up and a wall up and all of that stuff. Sure. And if those ill intentions and those things are not there, then um, if people could see beyond those and realize that the big picture is that everybody can win together, it doesn't have to be just one company or one person right. winning, you know, we can all win together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like a multi-billion dollar industry. There's certainly yeah. enough money to go around and just as many people that are coming in are going out or businesses are going out of business. And it's kind of, you know, to back to that question that was just asked, if if, if somebody came to me and was like, I want to be your go-to cake person and, and I want you to recommend me and take everyone else off your, you know, your Rolodex of recommendations, they would be the first person to go because to me that says, they're not actually a professional in this industry because if they were, they would realize their limitations and they're not for everyone. And, and as a planner, that's tricky because I'm making all the recommendations. So right. when you have friends and they see on your Instagram that you booked a wedding that's in people magazine and you didn't ask them to be the florist, that's a, you know, that's tricky, but sometimes rejection is protection. And, and sometimes as a planner, I'm like, this isn't a good fit for you. And I don't want to put you through that. You aren't a good match for this client, but let me bring you someone better later. So that's really important. So let me let me ask you a question because you had mentioned it earlier about networking. Mm -hmm. You talked about um, how people are really comfortable in those like mixer settings, right? Like everyone's in a room and everyone's talking mm -hmm. and, you know, drinks or holiday parties or what just with vendors. Right. And right. then you said you you had mentioned that covid if one one of the good things that you felt like came out of, out of the covid pandemic was that you know, you started to network in different ways with professionals, especially with your transition from from being in the market that you were in previously to the new market. So yeah. outside of doing like site visits, right, mm -hmm. which you had mentioned, what were some other ways that you networked with other professionals in your area that in your new area that allowed you to start building up that network? 
Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I think not just my immediate area, one thing that comes to mind right away, right, is Clubhouse. Like that was something that popped up where we started getting closely connected with people all over the country, um, which was incredible. Um, but also in my area, I was able to join networking groups that had gone more virtual, right? So we have these pods of Facebook groups where it's like where people maybe weren't posting as much before, like they were just lurking and, and watching. They were now a lot more active. And then people got more comfortable being active in those groups and responding to questions and posting questions. And so it's like we had this pop up of like, oh, now I recognize who you are. And maybe when I do pop into an in-person networking event, I do recognize you. And I think that's one thing about Facebook, even though like younger generation considers it like for old people. The benefit to Facebook is that we do have these Facebook groups that are invaluable, in my opinion. Mm -hmm to networking with people and being able to go back and forth. You can't do that on any other platform right now. So um, that was the, another, you know, the local, I joined everyone in the radius of, of my house. Um, I met other planners. So I, I sought out people who were doing exactly what I wanted to do here. And I took them out for coffee, which is kind of like cliche and not always <laughs> my favorite to get coffee invitations, but I was just really candid with them. And I mean, I'm a pretty open book. Like I'll tell you exactly what I charge and what I'm doing and what my goal is here. And some of them liked it. And some of them were like, yeah, I'm not telling you anything. And I was like, okay, noted. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it was a great thing because the ones that did like what I was, had to say have sent me clients now, you know, when they're booked. So. Well, and there's power in what you just said, because understanding that not everybody is going to, necessarily be you know i i love your your phrase earlier um rejection is protection and that probably applied to that same scenario because those people who kind of turned a you know a deaf ear or whatever to your conversation it was probably the universe's way of saying you probably don't want the referrals anyways and and i and i think it's important for us to understand that and it's important to not take it personal and realize just because um, you know, just because somebody tells you no, like I've said this a lot in, in Clubhouse, just because somebody tells you no, if you can use no as an acronym for next opportunity, it becomes yeah. a positive instead of a negative. And, and yeah. I think it's so vital that we continue to train our brains to think that way. No simply means next opportunity. It doesn't, and it, it doesn't even necessarily mean never because some of those people may come around eventually. They might, yeah. after you've proven yourself in, in the, in the marketplace and after they've seen you a little while, they might be like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I misinterpret her, uh, you know, and maybe my initial, you know, feelings or whatever about the situation probably shouldn't have been that way. So you mm -hmm. just never really know. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things about it is it's almost, you know, it's like flipping that. No, it's the same idea. Like we view the people who are doing what we're doing as our greatest competition by habit. But the reality is the people who are doing what you're doing in this industry are your greatest allies. You know, the best thing I ever did for my business, and I will go to the grave saying this is join a group of just wedding planners. We have a private Facebook group. We have all these things that are, it's just us. There's nobody else in there. Those core group of women have been really, you know, what I've rode in on this last, you know, seven years in growing my business because they've done everything they can to help me. Just like they'll answer my questions when I can't find the right venue or the right florist or I don't have an assistant because they called off sick. I mean, those people have helped me probably more than anyone else. And I think mm. a lot of people miss that opportunity by kind of pushing away from the people they view as their competition. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can I can absolutely attest to that in the in the video space for sure. 
um, just by working together, you know, we, we all help each other. It's crazy. Like, you know, we're sharing ideas and editing styles and, and how these techniques and, oh, I, I like to use this and I like to use that. And it's been like that to me is invaluable. And when I can share something with someone else that, that I knew that they didn't know and it clicks and you see it click for them and you're like, that's it's so cool and same thing for me i you know i've I've known uh, you know tons of videographers that have helped me like oh like do this this way and i'm like oh that's so cool and it's like it's just it's awesome yeah it's super cool to spread spread the knowledge and love like that well and it prevents the industry from you know we, we've all heard the term racing to the bottom and and yeah. that's usually this negative animosity and these negative ways of of handling competition that is the result of that is is the race to the bottom whereas this type of activity that you're talking about and, and that we're kind of addressing here, it just elevates everybody. And when ele when everybody's elevated, everybody wins. And yeah. I know sometimes it's hard to put your faith and trust in that, but it's real, it's true. And we, we should all really just continue to work hard um, to, yeah. to push that. Um, we do have a question again here. Um, so Welvin. I, yeah, Welvin. Welvin sent me some other uh, questions too, by the way, that I want to I want to get to before we get uh, done tonight, uh, unless he asks them in here. But uh, so, question: When you walked into the new venues, how did you start the conversation? Yeah, it's a good question. So, I think it's actually you have to just not overthink it as much, right? These are just humans who have, and you know, they're getting paid by the hour or a salary to be there and do their job. Like they're not judging you any more than you judge anybody else who's doing their job, right? It's like you don't walk into Target and judge someone because they work there. You're just like, here's my stuff. Bring it up. Like when I go off my day, I don't think about it. Right. So it's the same with these venue managers. Right. They're just doing their job. And so when I go into a venue, one, I email them. And I obviously introduce myself, set up a time to be there. And I just say, like, I'd love to see the space. I've heard great things. Short and sweet. I don't need to give them a whole book about my history and who I am and qualify myself. Anyone can go get a tour. I just want them to know that I'd like to see it when I get there. I just ask them for like, give me the tour you give clients, show me around. Like it, I think the more chill and relaxed you make it, the more approachable and human you become, no, um, sure. you know, from the wedding planner side, if I walk in with my clipboard and my high heels <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well show me your restrooms and how many stalls. And I don't care about that. Like there's restroom trailers. I can rent those. Like we can solve all those problems. I just really want them. And I'm listening to the tour when they're like, this patio is 20 by 80 or whatever. But really I'm more asking like, how long have you worked here? Oh, are you from here? Do you, you know, like, oh, are you married? What do you do? If you're not working, like, what do you do for fun? I'm new here. Where should I go to dinner? I mean, all of those things are way more important than how many stalls are in the bathroom. And naturally they'll let their guard down and then you become one of their favorite people. Yep. I just asked them just a quick, like, Hey, I'm new here. Love to meet you. Can I swing by sometime? Usually I'll take them something. Sometimes I take a little, like, it's not just a business card, like do something for me and send me business. Like I'll offer to grab them a Starbucks on the way there or whatever, you know, mm. I love that. Uh, and, and you know, this will tie in with some of other the other questions that Welvin had had mentioned uh, in the Facebook group earlier, which mm -hmm. gives me a great opportunity to plug our Facebook group. Join the yeah. Facebook group. If you're not a <laughs> if you're not a member of the Wedding Business Growth Facebook group, we invite you to join the group. Uh, we'd love to have you, and, and all of our past episodes are there, and most of our guests are kind enough to uh, participate there as well. So if you ever have like a uh, a question for one of our guests from the past, you can always post those in there. And um, normally they see those or we'll we'll get to them and, and ask them for you. So 
some of the other uh, questions that Welvin asked earlier, which ties right in with what we're talking about, was um, how often do you check in with them after this initial um, connection? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you don't want to be that annoying person that looks like you're just hurting for business, right? So I'm not really ever checking in with them again. So but luckily where I live, there's a lot of resorts. So I have a reason to be at some of these places when I wouldn't normally be. So of course, if I'm there, I'm like, hey, I stopped by today. Like you weren't there, drop something off on your desk. But I don't really make a point to keep emailing them because if I'm being honest, when I get an email from a vendor as a planner that says like, hey, recommend me, and then I'm like, okay, thanks for sending this over. I'll share it with our clients. And then if I don't recommend them right away, it could just be that I legitimately don't have someone looking for a violin player right now. And I may not for six months. And if I keep getting check-ins, I kind of get to the point, it's like, okay, why Why are you, you need me so bad? Like, does that make sense? Like I, yes. I it starts feeling like a little desperation. Desperate. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say it nicely, but it starts feeling desperate. And so let, let the gloves off here. That's what we're all about. We're all about helping people no matter how it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to feel desperate, right? I mean, there's, I tell the girls that work for me all the time, if you have planned one wedding, you've planned more than your clients, right? You're already more knowledgeable. You're ahead of them. Doesn't matter. If you plan two, you're leaps and bounds ahead of them. But you just got to remember that every time you talk to them. And you got to bring that same confidence to like, yeah, this is a great venue tour. It's great to meet you. Hey, hopefully our paths cross soon done. If you did a good enough job of building the personal connection, you really don't have to follow up. They're going to remember you. They're going to send you clients because they feel like there's good fits for you. Well, and then those other, you know, that then you can utilize those other networking functions and, and networking opportunities, whether it's a Facebook group or, you know, do, do a little research, like do a little work, a little homework. It's okay to do that. And find out, you know, just like the, you know, you've all heard everybody, or at least I think everybody's heard this whole, like, what is your perfect avatar? Where do they hang out? Where do they shop? What do they eat? Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 right? Well, why not do the same thing with people that you want to work with? And, yeah. you know, find out those things about them. And then if you know that they go to this networking meeting every Tuesday, every first Tuesday of the month, if it's a networking meeting that you can also go to, go there. Just yeah. show up, yeah. be seen, right? Yeah. And, and and it's another opportunity to make a contact, but it's not like a deliberate, like I'm sending you an email to remind you I still exist kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And another I mean, thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, please. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I always do the handwritten note too, because I like to tell people your handwriting is so personal and it's like a business card is just printed and it doesn't have my mm. face. Mine doesn't have my face on it. It has one of my client's faces. But when they see my handwriting and they get, you know, a gift card for one Starbucks or something like that, it, it just feels more personal. And that's important. Yeah, it absolutely is um, way more personal. And another thing that um, I've found in the video and photo video space, but for photographers as well, um, is like, how, what can I do? Let me show you what I can do for you before you would ever even think about referring me business uh -huh. um putting promotional content together hey let me come out and shoot some promo for you let me go shoot this for you i'd love to show you the quality of my work i'd love to show you you know what i'm capable of doing and hey how can i i can bring this to your clients as well and i can you know and do it that way as well and i've gotten really good um yeah. just overall feedback from that as well and, and usually yeah. the, the the people that i'm working with are blown away by the, yeah. the footage and they say wow like this is incredible I'd, I'd love to you know talk to you more so yeah and i mean if you're a dj and you're thinking well I, I don't have a video or a photo what could i do 
put together a playlist use spotify put together a, a, like a dope ass like just chill playlist and be like you know hey you know you, you may or may not like this i'd love to get your feedback on it but here's just kind of a, a spotify playlist of some dope tracks some of them you may have heard of some of them you may have not heard of hopefully you'll enjoy it and then maybe you make like a chill one maybe you make a more you know hey if you're, you're having a bad day and you want to bang your head up against the desk you know here's one that's a little bit more aggressive for you kind of a deal right yeah. but those are just kind of fun little things that um you know that you can do and you can utilize and and if you're if you're a cake bait well you already know what you can do if you're a cake baker yeah. i don't have to tell you well and <laughs> I, don't have to tell I mean you. that's actually a genius idea that you guys just kind of spitballed there but you know, the flower guy, Braun, if you're familiar with Braun Hansborough, he's great at networking. And that's one of the things that's part of his talk is, you know, he just recently on Instagram, he posted like free flowers and he just put buckets of flowers in front of his shop. I was like, anybody can have these flowers, hundreds of dollars. He just had an overage and he just gave it to the community. And it's like yeah. those things. And for you guys, there's a venue that I love in Nashville. They, they, well, that most venues have music playing. If you created a playlist and gave it to a venue, it was like, hey, let this play out all day long. Give them hours or whatever of music that they can just play, hit play on, and they can do tours to that all day. There's a venue in Nashville we love to work at that um, they have videos playing all day, wedding videos. And it's like, man, if you just drop them an email or like, hey, here's like five videos, just let them play on right. your TVs in the venue. I mean, they yeah. love stuff like that. Yeah, that's so cool. For sure. Frank, what say ye, brother? <clears throat> well, I mean, I first of all, I love the playlist idea. Yeah. That was kind of, that was genius. I, like I actually, <clears throat> I had a, I had a, a venue that uh, was just a wedding venue at first. And then they, they recently opened a brewery in the last few years. And they, and they had reached out to me and asked me to make them a couple of playlists that I could share with them on Spotify that they could just, you know, do the same thing like what you all are talking about. You know, I made like a daytime, I made an evening, I made a weekend. Like they had different vibes they were going for in each of those time those time frames and I just shared it with them, but I never thought about like sharing it with other, you know, with like other wedding professionals just to say, "Hey, like here's an idea of kind of how I would put music together for these certain moods. If you like it, listen to it. You know, remember me." kind of thing. I mean, I know you don't say that, but you know what I mean? That's basically what you're doing. Yeah. And ev every vendor or every wedding professional could get creative, right? Like cake companies, you send a beautiful tasting box. The people who are working at that venue are going to Instagram that over and over and tag you and reshare. And then it's like, if you do photo, you can do some beautiful albums that feature all the weddings you've done at that particular venue. If you've worked there, mm -hmm. if not just a collection of weddings you've done that kind of fit the vibe of that venue that maybe don't feature the actual buildings of other venues. And then you can, they'll feature your work and brides will look at that because they want yeah. flower inspiration or whatever. So you just kind of have to get creative with what you can bring to the table. Um, right. you, know, you can offer them. Or, Hey, I'd love to do a walkthrough of your venue with you. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. so it's, yeah. it, I think it's so important for everybody listening to, to under, or watching to understand these are all forms of networking. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. important to understand that. Uh, Adriel, you made such a good point earlier about remembering that networking goes beyond just a gathering of people in a room with some drinks for an hour talking about business yeah. stuff. Like networking goes way beyond that. And everything that we're talking about are all great forms and ways to network with 
people that you would like to hopefully eventually work with or people that you're already working with that you want to continue to foster and nurture that, that relationship with them. Um, Welvin said, what message do you write in the handwritten card? I'm guessing it's probably kind of like, uh, you know, it, it probably depends from person to person, I would say, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. People's lives are busy, right? Like I don't want to use up. I have two 10 year olds at home. Like I don't have time for anything. So it's like when I'm sending a card, it needs to be like they rip it open, they read it and they're going to throw it in the trash. Fine. So I buy like a 12 pack of thank you cards from, you know, the grocery store. And all it literally says, is, thanks for so much for showing me around. It was so great meeting you have a coffee on me. And if I don't have a Starbucks gift card, it's just a thank you. I mean, I think that's kind of a lost old school art, but there it does go a long way. I mean, I remember the clients I actually save the handwritten thank you cards I get from clients just because mm -hmm. it just goes the extra mile. Like yeah. it's quicker than a text and that's important these days. And so it's maybe three lines that they can open as they're walking back to their desk and be like, cool, Starbucks, throw the card away and go on. I love that. And I, I, I would also, you know, I, I share that sentiment. I, sh I, sh I save the cards as well. Yeah. When I get yeah. a thank you card from a vendor or something like that, I'm just like, oh, this is so sweet. <laughs> and yeah. Right. But it's different. You're, than a couple you're soft side. I love that. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts about doing free stuff for venues, i.e. a DJ does a free networking event? Yeah, that's kind of what we were just talking about, like on the video side of things or DJ. Yeah, if you can, if you have the ability to offer that, I, I you know, I would just say little Nikki tearing it up. I'm, no, I'm fired up tonight, no, y'all. Tearing up. Oh, tearing up with yeah. your with your sweet nothings <laughs> from, oh. your, from your clients and, and I'm vendors. tearing up and tearing up at the same time. You're killing it, man. I love it. Thank you for listening to part two of this episode. Be sure to tune in next time for part three on the Wedding Business Growth Podcast.